I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of a land upon which this podcast is recorded and pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may be listening here today. I recognise it has been a hot minute since I last uploaded an episode, and it's also been a little while since I did this interview with today's guest. However, there was way too many gold nuggets not to release it. So if you are unfamiliar with the incredible Dane Thomas, at the moment he is on a hiatus from his business. However, he is on an artistic role. And if you are yet to listen to his EP, Dark Wizard, I had the pleasure of finally having the time to sit and listen to it in its entirety last week. And it is incredible. I'll make sure that I drop the link to the Spotify EP in the show notes. So highly recommend taking the time to go and check it out. Listening back to this conversation with Dane, It really highlighted to me the essence of what Arcanum really is about, that invitation to walk between the worlds of magic and business and recognizing the parallels and the fact that in so many ways they really are the same thing and also integrating the entrepreneur and the artist, which I feel Dane is such an embodiment of. And in the event that you are not up to date with what has been happening in my world, a couple of weeks ago, I hosted an absolutely incredible event here on the Gold Coast called Sorcery, which really was such a big initiation portal for me throughout the month of June. And now I have the opportunity to share some of that magic online, which I'll be doing on July 18th in my masterclass called Conjuring Magic. I'll make sure that I drop the ticket link down in the show notes below. So if you are an entrepreneur that is looking to expand more into the realm of energetics, of magic, of mysticism and psychic access, come along to Conjuring Magic. And if you are a magician that is wanting to look at how to bring more of your magical practice into your business, Conjuring Magic is the best next step. Without further ado, here is my interview with Dane Thomas. I am very excited to announce today's guest, who is the incredible Dane Thomas. He is the founder of the Esoteric Entrepreneur Academy. He is the creator of the Spiral Modality, which is something that I'll forever be grateful for. It absolutely changed my life. And this man is really such a big permission piece in terms of his approach to business, to life, to magic. And I'm very excited to dive into some of the weeds with him today. Thank you for being here, Dane. Hi, thanks for having me. It was a great intro. I loved it. <laughs> you know, if you need some proof about Dane, I'm sure you probably already know him, but yeah, jump, jump over to his website. He is legendary. Um, the reason I wanted to have a chat to you today is I feel that you like are constantly stimulating me in terms of pushing me where I kind of sell out on things, which is, which is great, even just by your very beingness. I would love to know what was the birth portal for the Dark Wizard? How did that come into being? Uh, um, it is a nickname given to me by Janine Marie uh, of Ista fame, who is somewhat of a, a mentor and good friend of mine. And I think it was just kind of like a cutesy nickname in around 2016 or 17. And, um, you know, 
it's funny because it's kind of referring more, this is going to get in deep already, to like non-dual dark, you know, like then, then sort of like dark, like evil or dark, like, but it just, I don't know, it just kind of was given to me in this cutesy way. And I was like, yes, I am the dark wizard. And it's like, no, no, don't crystallize an identity around the psychotype. I'm like, yes, that's what I'll be. It was kind of like this uh, cute thing that I thought was brilliant and started encouraging people with. And then, you know, it's become a bit of a, bit of a nickname slash archetypal identity. But I had a, I had a, I had, it was funny because I kind of had a learning around it pretty quick to not be, that's dumb to be internally identified. I had a bad ayahuasca journey one time and it was like, it wasn't that bad, but it was like, it was a little bit like the dark wizard versus ayahuasca, you know? It was almost like only when I would let go of this slightly polarized identification, could it all move through, you know? So it's like, it's it's held lightly, is what I'm trying to say. I love that we immediately just dove into the weeds. I had a chat with Teddy Emerald earlier on today. It was the exact same thing. Like one question, seemingly innocuous. Next thing, we're deep in it. Um, So that's one thing I think in terms of facilitation and people that are, anyway, let's just get it out there. I'm a bit of a Dane fangirl. Um, But (laughs) non-dualism is a concept that I think kind of gets thrown around quite a lot. Like, you know, even if people don't know the word, I see a lot of people kind of toting this philosophy, but I feel like you're someone that walks the talk. What's been Mm. your journey of, of kind of holding these nuances lightly? Yeah, I think it's, it's a real synergy of the things that have appealed to me over the, you know, the, the lifelong journey have all had this sort of thread in them, whether it's like kind of Buddhist thread or tantric thread or whether it's things like Carl Jung or even um, even amongst like contemporary people like Dr. John Martini was one of my earliest influences. And even though he's a bit dry in his pinstripe suit and looks like it's 40 years old, he really, really transmits his philosophy really well of like, there's no good without bad. There's no this, you know, there's no hot without cold. There's no, and it's like all of the paths that I've been drawn to have had some communication of this idea that the, that the polar opposites are two parts of the whole. And I, my approach to like, emotional work, shadow work, my own healing and integration. And it really did come in practical through clearing and through kinesiology, which I started with pretty early, was that whatever there was a reaction to, there was something in me going on, you know, pretty, pretty simple. But I really tried to live by that. That if it's if I fucking hate that guy with the six pack and the square jaw and the perfect suit and the, you know, six figure income maybe there's a bit of me that I'm disowning. No, it's, it's he's arrogant. Okay, so you're not okay with being arrogant. Let's claim that. Yeah, but it's fake. Okay, so how are you with being fake? Oh, I hate that. You know, and it's like just just using that as an, I feel like that idea, people love to use it when it's okay and they don't want to use it when it's hard. And to me, the tantric path particularly, you know, it's it's about opening into the knowing that everything is sacred and everything is uh, holy for want of a better word and and I've just tried to commit to that and sometimes I don't want to do it sometimes I don't want to admit that the annoying person is me you know or the 
horrible injustice in the world is a reflection of me. Um, but it is. And, and every time I've ever gone into it and anything that is triggering me, once I get deep enough, there is this realization that, ah, oh, fuck, I'm trying to, I'm trying to disown a part of myself here. That's, that's part of the pain. And I think just, just started off small and I've just run it a lot and what, you know, I'm not perfect in it. There's plenty of, plenty of shadows and things that I haven't integrated, I'm sure, but I've just tried to do my best to own that. And it, and it has changed me over time. You know, it has made me someone who is measurably less worried about what other people think than where I started off or is, is, is demonstrably more okay to, um, for people to hold positive or negative judgments about me or, or whatever it is, you know, people think I'm a Satanist or something. It's like, okay, that is cute and funny. Let's just let them, let's just, let's just put up a picture of a demon because that'll be, that'll be good for them to work through. You know, like it's, I feel like I've penetrated through somewhat to the, to the, to the idea that a lot of it is a play. A lot of it is, you know, a game. You came up in conversation yesterday, I think probably because I said I was talking to you today, and somebody described your archetype as kind of like a playful Loki kind of character in terms of the <laughs> fact you're willing to poke fun at the places that people kind of get a little bit uh, sensitive, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. How do you navigate that nuance in a culture, like I guess a community in a culture that is hypersensitive? I mean... It's, I mean, I get, I, and it's funny, like, it depends what community we're talking about, but let's just assume it's the, the spiritual community, as if that's one thing, which it's probably not, but it, let's just, I think of it as one thing sometimes as well. I, I also, I assume that anyone worth me bothering about has the capability to do their work, you know, eventually. And some people will be like, I hated you for four years, and then I realized it was this trauma thing, and, and I actually realized you're you're pretty cool or whatever like that i've had a lot of that so i have one i have faith that people will get over things and two i mean how people are so silly like how could you not like and not not people are so silly that's that sounds dismissive but people's people get attached to things that are so silly and worry about things that are so silly and you know i it's not like I've taken it upon myself to wake up tomorrow. Okay, let's let's wake everyone up today. Like that's not that's not what I do. There's there's a, there's something that wants to come through. There's an attitude that I have that is just it's kind of, it's harder to not do. You know, it's not like I sit there and go, okay, come on, but but get out there and trigger some people. You know, it's just it's just that it seems to happen. And I and I do feel like the more of my own integration I've done the more it seems to happen, but also the more gently it seems to happen. Like when I was doing this in 2013, people wanted to fucking kill me. You know, people were just were going crazy over things. But I also had a lot of unresolved bits and pieces behind this kind of, I'm going to be on the internet and be provocative, you know? So it would, and then it would just ripple and ricochet and be like, oh, this is really getting out of hand. Like this is, and now I don't feel like that. Now I feel like, Yes, this thing ripples through, and some people can get a little bit, a little bit triggered from time to time. But it, 
it doesn't feel harsh actually for me. Like my, I mostly the interactions I have with humans in real life and on the internet are pretty fucking positive. And I'm aware sometimes I'll hear some, some rumor about myself, which is cute and funny, but I just trust that people are going to be fine. I think at the end of the day. I feel that's such a huge piece. Like when I'm talking to my students, I talk about how often it's, almost promoted to take over responsibility for people's reactions to things. It's like, yeah. can we give people some agency and some credit? Like it's the the piece of, of self-holding that I think is being encouraged there so much. Yeah. People are fine, you know, they're going to be fine. And if they're not, they're all going to die anyway. So it's not that big of a deal if someone is upset on the internet for a day, like it will be all right, you know? <laughs> So I, I did want to try and do an eloquent segue about self-holding, self-responsibility and magic, but that extra piece has kind of thrown me, but we're going to go back there anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so imagine I said it really eloquently. Um, so how did going from kinesiology, working on this relationship with self lead you down to the path of, of being, I guess, an advocate or a, a spokesperson for, for more of this magical type of approach to things? Yeah, it's such a good question. I, it's a, it's like a full circle for me. I think I started off into magic as a kid and into things like chaos magic and Alistair Crowley and I don't know, whatever else as a, as a teen, I, I thought that stuff was really cool. Or maybe teen, maybe early twenties more, more properly, but as a little kid, I loved magic in a very innocent sense and had a, felt my relationship to the world was very magical. And then as a teen, 20 something, I privately was into a, a lot of sort of magical teachings. But then I found my, but I really found my way in through personal development in, in my twenties. Like I, I kind of went committed and went all in through the kind of personal development rabbit hole. And to me, that just seemed like a more modern take on a lot of magical principles anyway. You know, and, and at the time was more practical for me. Like it just felt more, it was more of a practical access route and it was more adjacent eventually to to business and that kind of thing. So that that sort of led me in through the window in my 30s and also lots of holistic healing tools from, you know, I think I was I did like Reiki when I was 19 or 20 and my mum was going down that that rabbit hole big. And so I lots of lots of holistic healing, lots of personal development for 10 15 years and i think the rubber started to hit the road more when i got into tantra really deeply when i started dabbling with the, the mystery school route hide and temple ister etc gave me places to play and practice in a more tangible way than like cool i'm doing this cool thing out of a book by myself or whatever and and also i just think all the it's like the clearing and the shadow work and the whatever started to compound. And I also had a friend die in 2020, which was a real, not, not at the beginning it wasn't, but over time was a real purifying experience for me of like knocking out a lot of the shit and, and kind of, I also did a bit of big, amount of unhooking from various spiritual communities and frameworks and philosophies. And I found myself with like, that's what was left. You know, magic was the thing that I was like, Oh, well this for me is real. This for me is a fit in this lifetime. Like I might've done 20 years of Eastern 
sort of practice and that's kind of had some positive effect but how come like every fucking piece of ritual that i've done has changed my life boom here and now quickly you know it's like i'm getting a 20x return on the magical path over everything else because something about it at this point just fits me and fits who i am and suddenly it started to feel like well this is the real thing and personal development is like a cute watered down version of this which was needed to you know to get it through the 80s or something you know like we needed shoulder pads and tony robbins to bring us in but but really when i sort of started re-looking at magic and seeing ritual magic particularly and really really free form ritual magic chaos magic sort of an approach informed by all this other shit informed by a decade plus of nlp informed by buddhist and tantric practice informed by kind of a cosmology that has the void the soul the whatever so it's like okay well my the way it's all organized in terms of my beliefs and my frameworks just it'll make sense now it all fits together really neatly and magic feels like the practical application of that and, and also i think just this I've been trying to de-dogmatize myself for 20 years um, and just unpack, okay, these beliefs, I didn't put them here. Thanks a lot, Victorian England era who passed them to my great-grandparents. You know, it's okay, I don't really want that. I don't really want that. I don't really want that. And even things that I love, like Buddhism, eventually I'm like, yeah, but who says I want to get enlightened? Who says that's the plan? You know, it's got a presupposition in the beginning of like, okay, the game is we're doing this. And it's like, well, what if the game is I'm already here and I would like to have the best time possible and I'm already God? Like, what if that was the operating starting point? And I feel like magic, that's, that's how magic looks and feels to me. It's like, cool, I'm i am the center of everything and I'm also fucking nobody as well. And my, my journey is playing in that paradox of I'm all powerful and I'm completely insignificant. Like the death of my friend was really helpful in that of like fuck i might have got all my goal setting and all my shit sorted out it's like yeah well that can happen and it's really not up to me you know the universe is not asking my consent for who lives and dies for all this power that i might have it's it's bullshit like i'm i'm at the whim of the mystery really and i think that just not push don't push me over the edge but put me in a place where i wanted to work with things that felt powerful in the here and now and that feel felt less dogmatic because I was kind of frustrated with a lot of angelic hypothetical bullshit. Even like even even reincarnation. No, I'm just like, look, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. Cool, you had a dream that you were riding a fucking horse in whatever India or something. Great, good for you. Let let that just be what it is. Let's not crystallize a whole like this is because I used to be that person. It's like, well, you don't know that. So anyway. I've just found myself where magic is the best shorthand for the, for the, the synergy of all the things that work for me. What is it about, because I jumped on your Instagram bio as well, just before, cause I was just like, I just want to, you know, like that sense I do this generally before I speak to people, I'm just getting, getting, getting a sense of what's alive in the transmission. I feel like, you know, social media tends to be a great way of, of getting that finger on the pulse uh, at times. I noticed that you have changed it to the darker side of spirituality. It's like the piece that it is being spoken to 
Is it that non-dualistic mm. dark that's coming through in that darker side of spirituality? No, that's the other dark. <laughs> that's the um, that's dark as in the material realm, the sexual, the financial, the embodied. You know, the the denser aspects of spirituality, and that's it's funny. I'll probably change that bio after this. I wrote, I I got Chat GTP to write GPT, G whatever it is called. The AI wrote me that bio. I was just getting it to pick and pull pieces here and there, but yeah, it's this is this dance, the dance of the two darks. That'd be a good name for something. Um, it's it's more about. I I think all of it matters. You know, I think all all frequencies are part of the whole, and they all need to be embraced. However, as a person operating largely in the spiritual community, I feel like there's a lot of disowning of the sexual, the financial, the powerful, and the somatic. You know, so I I feel like the we could look at those as the darker sides. <clears throat> And and where, that's where all the superstition lives. That's where all the fear lives. That's where all the like fear of death lives. And it's like and and also all these projections of you know the ego is bad and all that kind of stuff. I think that's where the real spiritual work lives for or for a lot of people. That's the bit they need to do. Um, and I think that's that's what I'm talking about with that side of things. It's like embracing. Like yes, you can sit and chant and meditate and I, I do that shit as well this is the whole thing it's not like i don't do ascension practices like that's been a very big part of the deal but sitting in the forest in the mud with a fucking dildo up your butt fucking doing some sort of ritual that's that's where i've found a lot more power you know it's like oh this is the real stuff cool you can you know you watch your thoughts if you like but fucking hell i feel like we just feel like something actually happened you know and Likewise, working with sexuality and likewise working with money and business, I have found that there's a lot more growth in those for me. Like sitting around pretending to be an ascended master is kind of the easy road. It's sort of sort of taking the piss. Like why bother incarnating if your main goal is going to be just to like be chill and neutral about it all? It's like, okay, why did you come here? I love how you articulate that because it's always been a bit of a thing of mine. I remember when my early 20s did not have the capacity to articulate, but I used to get so frustrated with this idea of spirituality being depicted as someone that never left an ashram. I'm like, how can you say that that is something practical for the modern person that you know has a family, has bills, has aspirations and things that they want to experience in this lifetime beyond sitting on a meditation cushion so i love that that darker side is is what you're speaking to and i feel that that for me has has been a similar experience it's always been where i've found the most i guess alchemy for a better way to put it um one thing i did really want to speak to because this is something that i know how much you love human design i'm a three five um so i love trial and error right so that's one of the things that you know, my perfectionist brain has latched onto my, oh, I'm just going to wear the HD hat for a sec. Um, one of the things that I really love about your approach is just how transparent and honest you are. And I remember the period before, like just around, I think when you were about to sell the spiral, dark wizard media was your primary focus. And there was the post you put about never trust me if I come back to do coaching again. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I remember at the time I was like, this guy is fucking hilarious because, like, I was still relatively new to your work and I was just like, wow, that is ballsy. And then, like, I followed Dark Wizard Media and you made me laugh and I was like, I just love what you're bringing awareness to here. And then you were back. What spurned, I guess, the, the break and what spurned the comeback? It's interesting. It's funny. Whenever you write something like that, it's almost a guarantee that give it a year or two and um, if that. So how it went down for me was by 2020, 2020 was really, it's, it took so long to move through, but 2020 was the, was the difficult year. You know, 2020 was the death of my friend. 2020 was we had international in real world events booked all, literally all over the world. We were about to go like, we're going fucking international for real this year, you know? And it was like one by one, like, oh, that's going to be a problem. But I'm sure it'll be fine by May. You know, it was like, oh, it's still going to be on in May. Okay, well, I'm sure it'll be fine by September. So we did this process of like um, canceling physical retreats, but then taking them online, um, which was a real journey. I mean, it, it worked really well in the end, but it wasn't a stress-free process. Um, and we had a lot more social justice type issues flaring up inside the container, which I was super unequipped to deal with. You know, I just didn't really understand didn't really understand my own role very well and so 2020 was just i felt like i got served a whole pile of challenging shit to deal with um by 2021 was also the year i did the clear out on the ascended master whatever and went and went kind of full full magic you know so by 2021 it was becoming really clear that there was a sort of a push pull between one channel, which was Dark Wizard Media, et cetera, and the Spiral Institute. You know, I was starting to feel this like, okay, well, the more I go into this, what feels like this really authentic expression, the more friction it's going to cause over here. So I've got this thing of like, what what in this container feels like just authentic realness in this container looks problematic. And it's and this is only, the, and I'm like, this is only the fucking beginning. Like I've, ju- I've just stepped on this path and people were getting, trigger then you know i did a podcast called tantra made me gay it was one of this and it just fucking went bad you know people were super upset and i was like if you listen to it it's actually really a nuanced unpack of why like the neo tantra scene has kind of a heteronormative lens so if anything i'm kind of bringing a bit of consciousness to that but it was like yeah but you use the clickbaity title that makes it sound like people you know can just choose their orientation and it's and I was like, okay, that's, and, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to just keep hitting things like this. I can feel it. And the more work that I did internally, the more it was like the only way out of this dynamic is to step off the like leadership chair of this healing modality. Um, because I'm in, I'm in a weird dynamic with it all and I can't see that. And it's, it's funny because in spiral dynamics terms, I could feel myself sort of spiraling up and, and kind of getting ready to graduate in some way. And it was like, well, if I wanted to move to the yellow meme, if I wanted to move to the integral level, how, what would motivate me? It's like, well, learning and developing who I am. And that's not going to happen here. Like if I'm here, I'm going to have to hold a certain role and I actually – 
you know, I could feel like I was like, this needs to be a woman-led business to, to go through 2022 and beyond. Like this needs to be held in a different way. Um, and so I just knew I had to step out of that. It was not working. And then that gave me 2020, end of 2021, 2022. It kind of just, I just, I just made I, like I made my music for like six to nine months, I think about that, maybe about that. And it was, and it was cool to go all in on that. And then by the end of 2021, Lightbringer came through, which was not at all coachy. It was just like straight up occult stuff, you know, like get into week two. And I'm like, do you realize that Lightbringer is a reference to Lucifer, right? And everyone's like, oh, that's what we sign up for. And it was like, you know, it was it was very uncoachy. It was very occult. And then we did Obsidian, which was also like sex, magic, and shadow work. And then I just started feeling, it's going to sound corny, but I just started feeling more of an urge to be in service. You know, I was like, what does the group of people that I love and want to serve need? And it was like, they fucking need business, you know? like. And so I started popping out more business offerings and then before you knew it, I had a new business on my hands, which was not, it was almost not the, it wasn't not the intention, but it wasn't overtly. I was like, you know what I should do? I should start another business right now. It was like actually kind of unintentional. But I think, I think what I was really was yearning for was to get the artist out and at the table. And that that's definitely happened for me. And there's still a bit of a jostle between artist and entrepreneur, but they're, they're both they're both on the bus, you know, they're both parts of who I am. And I, and I feel like they're both getting, they both get airtime now. Whereas at the time it was like, I just want to make fucking music and stuff. And that's what I did for a bit. And yeah, it just came through intuitively. And then, and then basically this year, it really crystallized into the esoteric entrepreneur Academy. Cause it's like, look, what I really want to hold here is essentially a cross between the mystery school and a business mastermind and we're going to do soul initiation stuff and we're going to do magic and we're going to do business wrapped around that and we're going to do sexuality in amongst it all and it was like it doesn't feel like a career choice it just feels like this is the thing that needs to be built and then it was like well, what else well some people were have been hitting me up for one-on-one -on -one, which i haven't done in like five years and i was like fuck it let's do it like let's just Let's just open the doors to whatever wants to come through. I feel like it's more about service really than anything else. Um, and I'm still in the experimental, like this, I'm counting this as like, okay, it's like my second year in business basically of, of this of this business. So it's like, well, I'm just open to all the things. And, you know, I took my first spiral client the other day. It's like, whoa, this is hilarious. And it's beautiful. It's, and it feels like a new thing. But it's also like, okay, I do this so differently than how I did it three, four, five years ago. It's so much, it just feels different. So it's it's almost like just welcoming all the parts home now, I think. really love that. And I think that that was just that radical commitment to self, First and foremost, is that being the vehicle of, of how you disseminate these things that you're seeing and needed in the collective? Um, the collective, I want a bit of a word, the collective. It's a bit like the spiritual community, but totally. yeah, people I care about and want to see do good. Um, how do you navigate? Because this is something that I think is a, a con consistent lesson for me to lean into even more. 
uh, and people I speak to often, like how do you navigate the waters of this is what feels true for me and this is what makes sense for who I think I am? Can you, I don't really fully understand that. Can you phrase that slightly differently? Perfect. As I was asking, I was like, hmm. So when we started, you were talking about like holding pieces lightly, holding pieces of self. Mm. How do you go, yes, this is for me. This is what feels like it's my my place to step up and step in. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a dance between the intuitive and the mental for me. Like I'm not just like, it's not entirely just, I just felt the hit and that's what I do. But there is, there is a lot of that that goes on. <clears throat> but there's also... I have a vision of where I want to get to that has been felt into a lot. And I kind of map somewhat map what needs to happen to get there. And then I also allow space for like, yeah, but how would that look? What's that going to be like? And um, basically if there's a, if there's a, if there's a pull to do something that is recurring, I'm going to probably do it, you know, and sometimes this little idea about us, it's like, oh, I don't know about that. And it's like, it's three months later. It's like, you're still thinking about that. It's like, okay, that's got to be a thing. Let's bring that in somehow, you know? And it's more, now it's more like, I just trust it. I trust it all. And I, and I also trust that, like, it's all aligned to something deeper. And it might be the structuring that is, that needs a bit of wiggling around. Like the structuring is my, is my, flawed human interpretation you know and it's like this is this is where i guess entrepreneurship and artistry then there's there's the branches of the same thing it's like something wants to come through it feels like this it's got this flavor and then i'll be debating oh should i call it this should i call it that i want to use this you just want to use that title it doesn't even make sense okay what about this one so i'm there's these elements that want to come through and if I trust it and if I let go repeatedly and I scribble and journal and I just, it, eventually it'll come through in some kind of almost fully formed format, you know, like, which has gotten, over time, I feel like it's gotten better. Like I'm got better at pulling things out of the ether and I think it's got this kind of color and it's this and it should be eight weeks long and it links to this and it's going to do with the moon cycle. And it's like, okay, we, I'm getting better at identifying all the ingredients it's like they come out sort of 80% form now. They used to come out like 10% form and now we're in the container and it's like, oh, I don't fucking know what we're doing here or whatever. Um, but yeah, I basically follow the intuitive hit and then run that through like filters in the 3D around like, does it make sense? Does it fit in my schedule? Will it make enough money? Will the right people want to do it? Like I run that as a sort of check at the end and it's not, and if I really, really have the hit for something, I'll just fucking do it anyway. Like I like, it's not, it, it's like the intuitive rules, but the, the cognitive definitely has a say. 